everybody, John Troutman, Real Estate Knowledge Institute. Uh, we are doing our podcast, Truth or Comfort. We're here with Valentin Hernandez. And uh, we go way back. Uh, we go way, way back, right? Right. From the gym gym days. I, I train him uh, at the gym, right? Can't you tell? Yeah. Still small. We'll, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. He doesn't listen very well. No. Um, so you're a senior director for labor analytics. You, you, uh, so that sounds like a, like a very big title. I, I wasn't going to say it. Anyways, no, <laughs> I, no, why, why, why would you say that about know. yourself? <laughs> no. All right. So you're in the commercial real estate space Correct. and, uh, we have a lot of listeners that are in the commercial real estate space. And uh, I think what you do is very interesting, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of data that you have. And I know uh, you can't share all of that stuff, but I'm sure there's some stuff that you, could, you can share with the listeners about what do you see in the market, what's going on kind of globally, uh, sure. maybe nationally, and we could bring it down to a Phoenix level. But I wanted to first uh, ask you, like, you're, you're from Phoenix. Correct. Yeah, tell, tell the listeners uh, a little bit about yourself. Sure. I uh, grew up here in, in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, you know, did you know high school, college, went to ASU, did my undergrad and my master's at ASU. Uh, decided to stay here in the uh, real estate industry. Did uh, 10 years for an accounting firm, EMY, in the transaction real estate group. Uh, went back and worked for the public sector. So half my background is in the public sector, half of it's in the, in the private sector for commercial real estate. So now I'm here uh, doing the, the analytics side. And, and kind of just to the point that you were alluding to earlier, you know, what we're seeing in the market, what we're seeing our clients look at is it's no more real estate driving the deal anymore. It's no longer the building driving the deal. It's where is that talent, you know, for any anywhere now as, you know, clients are saying, well, show me where this is. This, these are the functions that I have. You know, where is that talent? And then we'll let the real estate and the location, you know, drive that. So that's secondary now. Right. It's becoming more secondary. So, so when looking at that, like a tech company, you would start thinking, I'm just throwing something out because – I'm thinking maybe like Austin or something like that. So is that what people are looking for? So they'll look at Austin, for example, and then they'll start looking back into the real estate right. piece to well, move it, their business. Yeah, that's a great industry to start because one thing you're seeing with a lot of the software companies, when you look at your, your technology, where are they headquarters? It's going to be Silicon Valley, San Francisco, those areas, maybe Boston, but again, Austin. Um, those are the major tech hubs, if you will, for the nation. Mm -hmm. Now, what a lot of our clients are saying was, well, you know, Google's there, Facebook's there. I don't want to compete for that talent. The talent's great, but I don't want to pay Google money there because everybody who goes there knows that's kind of the payoff for them as, as an employee. We want to be able, we want to go there to work for the Facebooks, the Salesforce, uh, the Googles of the world. So if you're a, a smaller uh, user, smaller company, you don't want to go there to compete with the big dogs. You want to say, all right, where's that next tier market that I can be in? Is it Phoenix? You know, there's there's great tech technology here, great tech uh, skills here. You know, and again at a lower price. Right. You know, so it's that balance of availability. Price and then again rolls into the, the real estate side. So are are you seeing um, people leave the West Coast then or companies? Oh yeah, starting to. And and it's only that they're looking at you know a lot of these tech companies are saying well we need to keep our our technology skills here in, in Silicon Valley for example uh, you know what operations can we split off can we break off whether it's our back office do we really need to have our back office our finance folks our HR folks in with our headquarters in San Francisco or is that something that we can parse out? to a lower cost market, like a Phoenix, like maybe right. even Albuquerque or in El Paso, if it's customer service based, you know, if we have customer service, do we need to pay that rent? Right. First of all, do we need to pay the talent because the cost of living is higher? Or can we find a secondary market where we can put those folks? So 
you're have I assume you have companies that are hiring you in these markets that are basically saying, hey, go go after and find us or get us these clients. Is that how it's working as well? Right. Yeah. So, so you might have a the end user come to you directly, and then you probably have. Uh, I would say like a landlord, if you will, or some uh, a bigger company saying, "Hey, we'll build it if you could get a company to move." Yeah, and it's a little less, more, a little less than that on our side. More, most of our our companies are going to be the users. The okay. Users saying, "Hey, we oh, have okay. this need. We have these functions. Where should we go?" Right. So we help do that site selection on, on that end. So usually that on that we're tipping the spear there. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Um, so globally, what do you what do you see the economy doing? What are you seeing? Some of the things. Uh, what do you, what are you seeing? Any, um, how about the data? Any data that you should sure. get into that you see that would be beneficial for the listeners to to, to know? Or how about this? How about even key markets? Are there some key markets that maybe investors should be looking at? Or can you get into that? Well, sure, we can talk a little bit. It's really going to depend on, on industry, right? You know, the the, um, the industrial side, the warehouse side, you know, distribution side. That's really more focused on the usability. Right. Again, that's access. If you're looking at the talent side, you know, you're going to look at those those industries that are, you know, talent heavy. Again, we talked about software. Okay, so, to, so top, let's just say top five mm-hmm. cities for talent. Well, again, that's going to vary by, okay, by t- tech. So let's talk about tech. tech. So they're going to look at, you know, your, your tier two markets. Again, you're going to look at your heavy ones for the first of all, where are the big dogs at? It's going to be the Boston's, the uh, San Francisco, obviously, Silicon Valley, you know, Austin, which is starting to grow. Uh, and then again, some in San Diego. So you're seeing those are the heavy kind of uh, anchors, if you will. How come you didn't say Seattle? What do you have? A, what do you have against Seattle? I haven't heard much about Seattle. Man, there's a company like Microsoft up there. What do you? What, why are you? Hate? Man, you know what? This is over. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but again, you're right. So that, because that's of rent, it's because all their taxes. Right. I could. I'm from Seattle, but I could throw a couple. And that's jabs a great point there. that you bring up because one of the things that our clients are also seeing is the wage pressure. You know, what is driving wage pressure? Well, it's the cost of living, but it's also the government is also now starting to get involved and say, well, we want to up our minimum wage. Now, for software folks, they're not making minimum wage. But right. what you're doing is you're setting in motion kind of that wave of here's here's the, we're raising the, the bottom line. So now right. everybody else has to, you know, increase as well incrementally to, to be able to adjust for that. Right. So when you're seeing that in California, you're seeing that in Seattle as well as it's Oregon, you know, some of those labor laws and where you're seeing a little bit tighter, you know, some companies are, are – finding it harder to deal with. So they want to find, well, where's another location where I can go to and still pay at a reasonable price for us versus having to translate that cost into our users. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's why you didn't mention Seattle. They're on the leading edge of doing all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seattle. You know, I'm so disappointed in that city, even though I'm from there. It makes me want to cry right now. Um, all right, Phoenix. Let's talk about the Phoenix market. This right. is my home now. Got to be get behind the Cardinals and all that stuff. So that's tough. Good job. Man. You know, hey, I'm not doing it while they're on top. Yeah, so there you go. All right. That being said, like I know you can't get into necessarily companies and stuff yeah. unless it's already been announced. But uh, any big anything recently brought up in the news about companies coming or mm-hmm. or maybe you could share with us some trends, what's going on with Phoenix and how do you feel about the future of Phoenix in general with, uh, you know, infrastructure as far as uh, companies moving here. And it just seems like when we moved here seven years ago, the, the state's changed dramatically since, since then, but, uh, give us, 
give us your sure. opinion. Please. No, historically, it's been a great market. It's still a great market. I mean, look at the net migration numbers that are coming in. People are still moving to, to the Phoenix area and Arizona in general uh, for a number of reasons. Again, being a low-cost market, still mm -hmm. the prices are you know, comparable to national average for a lot of these occupations, again, going back to functions and occupations and jobs. Uh, but again, it's a lot less expensive than California, so we're seeing a lot of that interest. I know the state has made a lot of uh, efforts to uh, lure companies away from California as well as the West Coast in general just because of, based on cost right. and the talents here. So you're seeing the universities uh, also kind of ramping up on their innovation. For example, uh, Arizona State, again, one of the top in innovation, not just because I went there. Uh, but again, a lar the largest school university. I, uh, uh, no, this isn't me. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is I heard this, and I just want to know. But they said I heard they let everybody in. Is that true as long as your check's good? No. I mean, they, they have a large... Uh, your your slow response actually tells it all. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, it's a lar one of the largest... I, didn't, I went to a junior college and didn't make it through that, so I'm, you know, I got to... I know we talked about yeah. that, too. You don't have... I mean, again, that's not one of the, the key drivers of success, but again, one of the things that, that a lot of employers look at, you know, what is your skill set base? Who's coming out of school? Who can I recruit from? Because what you're also seeing out of Arizona State, they put out some numbers as far as who they're losing. They're losing kids that, you know, that are leaving the state for jobs. They want to go work at Google. They want to go work at Facebook. So how do we get those companies here to, to retain that talent versus, you know, historically been, you know, an industrial kind of market, uh, back office call center has been big here in Phoenix and it's still big. And again, because of the low cost, but we were trying to get those, you know, the state's been big on trying to attract those high tech jobs. You think we'll, we'll win some of those at some point? Yeah. Well, and they already have some. So you look at, you know, industry by industry, uh, standpoint aerospace and defense has been huge for arizona uh, still continues to be huge uh, a lot of announcements just recently as far as uh, expansions in the market uh, in, in gilbert as well as the tucson area tucson's big on uh, raytheon's down there so you have a lot of those users that have those higher skilled jobs uh, so again you're seeing a lot of that success and that growth and you know how do we continue to grow those those higher tech jobs you got intel here right and then apple's first what is it their first data center right. in mesa yeah so I guess it's slowly happening. Right, slowly happening, but and again, so you're seeing that that influence in, in the higher tech jobs. So really trying to broaden that skill set uh, for the Phoenix market and the state as a whole. Got it. So if I take a step back and we go maybe a, a little, just a little more uh, nationally, what what do you see? I mean, because you consult nationally, right? Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily Phoenix. You're more nationally than yeah. Phoenix, actually. Correct. Right. Yeah. So we cover nationally as well as international. We have um, offices in Mexico City as well as the UK for international because again a lot of these these companies are getting more complex uh, as far as their their structure. So they want to make sure they, they have that reach. And again, the market is not not um, small anymore. It's not your mo local mom and pops. It's now a global um, uh, industry now as far as real estate goes in any of these users, any of these markets. So some of your <laughs> clients uh, have to be big big companies that we've mm -hmm. all heard of. We don't need to necessarily bring them up, but they would be everyday household right. names, right? right? So when you meet with these people, they're they're the decision makers right. typically, so they're pretty high up. Right. Okay. And that's what we start with. And then we kind of we drill down into the actual functions, those leaders of the functions. If it's an HR function they're trying to re, you know relocate or finance, we'll hit with those heads of the folks and say, you know, help us understand what kind of functions, what kind of skill sets are you looking for? Do you need those folks that have a, a bachelor's or master's? Or, or a specific skill set now for software to go back to that, they're getting down to the granularity of programming languages. So that's what we can get down to, um, you know, that level of detail when we get down to maybe the top three markets. All right, how many of those folks say they have Java or C plus type skills, uh, Python skills in order to kind of, you know, drill that down even further? So, so, so 
you're going you're you're hitting multiple different layers for these <clears throat> wow i mean you get that gets so how long does it take typically to maybe strike a deal with a company like this or or even ga gather the data i guess once you ga gather it you have it so the next yeah. person that's looking but that sounds like a, there's a lot of work involved in it yeah so we've got a proprietary model that we use that pulls in a lot of data from BLS from you know things that you could buy you know and it aggregates them and then we also have our proprietary information that we pull from our own network uh, from our own research we have our own research team that on on the daily just scrapes the internet pulls data in and, and draws up sort of what we call our labor profile and helps us navigate that data how do you, you have all this data available how do you navigate it and make it useful to that type of user whether it's an industrial user or or a tech company nice. So I started asking you the question about like you're meeting the pretty influential person in that company, the decision maker, and these are big companies. And so I want to know the listeners, it's not necessarily me, but I speak for the listeners because they, they want to know how many of these high up CEOs, whatever they might be, um, show up in the meeting in their Lamborghinis. I was just curious. Well, I'm just trying to count. There's so many. Um, no, actually, I don't think any, I don't think I've seen one. So, so these, these, <laughs> so, Hey, just so everybody listening, I'm going to bring up the freaking Lamborghini question every single, every single time. So you got to wait for the Lamborghini question. It's always going to happen. Um, from an investor, sorry, thank you yeah. for playing along from a, an investor standpoint though. Um, looking at, because we, we, we work with people residential, fix and flip. We work with people now on the commercial side. That's where we have planted our feet years ago. We do fix and flips only to pay for our commercial real estate. But uh, I guess listening to everything that you're talking about in the Phoenix market, because uh, that's where we're at, It's if you're an investor, I mean, all this stuff should be really good news for you guys to hear because the the – what do you think? What do you feel about the economy? Um, see, I was going, I was going there without even asking him. But I will say, like, if you're looking at some of these these markets where people need housing, uh, what are we growing at? Two hundred people a day? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, so we're growing, you guys. Phoenix is a good market. So from an investor standpoint, I'd rather be looking here than probably Southern California or definitely Seattle right now. Yeah, definitely net migration, something you want to take into consideration when you're looking at a market to invest in. Uh, it's just one of those pieces, those economic pieces, demographic pieces, um, again, that we look at when we're looking for a new market. You know, what is growing? Who's contracting? Okay, yeah. Good. So could you touch on a couple that are contracting other than Seattle? Well, we know that's well, like we know, we know the West Coast is, is contracting. You see, I think we talked about earlier about even Idaho is seeing some of the uh, success based on those folks leaving California. You're getting priced out of the market, it's not just from, you know, uh, cost of living, but, you know, part of that is going to be your housing costs. Uh, again, all of that's being driven. All of this is an intricate uh, network of things that are, that are you know, driving these folks out from a cost standpoint. From so you guys are definitely paying attention to the housing market in these ones. These a little market. bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it sounds like it's a driver, it, or it, at least it's a fact. Some it's a you have the data whether it's used or not. You know what's going right. on in the market. And the reason for that is it's one of the macro level uh, expenses that we look at. So what is the cost of living? You know, what is the, the housing cost? Because again, that's going to either put upward pressure or not on your, your future wages. So what we look at is a, it's a, it's a snapshot. Now, what does that mean for the future? I mean, are, are prices going to go up? Well, what is your housing doing? What are the costs of living doing in that market? Are they growing? Or are they kind of staying steady? Because uh, they're never going to really contract, right? Your prices are always going to kind of go up. Right. So what, what does that mean? Because that's going to ultimately drive what I ask you to pay me. I need you to pay me more because now that cost of living is going up. 
You guys, as he he's mentioned something that's kind of a, a, a key. It's a lot of people are, you know, they try to predict what's happening in the market, what's going to happen in the market in the next 12 to 24 months. Um, so all these predictions that are going on in the reality is um, a lot of, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, this market's going to, you know, crash. Well, it's probably more of a correction in some mm -hmm. of these areas. I think everybody got burned so bad in 2008, nine. So that's what we've remembered, but that's not normal, right? A normal right. correction is in a, even in a big correction is what? 19%, 20. I'm not an economist. I'm not, I'm not going to, I thought, I thought <laughs> I'm not going to bite on that one. I thought you said you went to, a, <laughs> I thought you said you took a top class. In, uh, yeah. I slept through half of it. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't even show up. So at least you kind of picked up some of it through. Yeah. yeah. All right. See, I said macro costs. That's good. So <laughs> here I have a, I have a, here's another thing that so we we talked about this in the beginning. We've been really really good information. I appreciate you uh, coming in today um, and being a sport because you I know you know I could be unpredictable a little bit, but little I've been bit. on good behavior today with you. So, but I, the listeners we did put something out there and they do want to know that we that we had a push up challenge this this last week, right? Yeah, after my workout was done and you were just coming out of the bathroom. <laughs> this guy primps more than anybody I know. Spends more time in the bathroom than on the floor. What, you, what are you What are you doing on the floor? You first look great. Of all? You look great. <laughs> when you come out of the bathroom, you do look great. Oh, you guys! If you're listening, you need to you need to watch the video. No, look at this guy's mustache, man. The guy's like sitting there, like working it for 45 minutes at the gym. And by the way, you were doing like abs when we did the push-up thing. I was actually doing chest, so I don't even know what you were talking about. Anyways, I won't. I'm not gonna call him out. I'm gonna give him another shot at the title. We all know how it's gonna work out, though. It's like uh, snatching souls. <laughs> Thanks. For the no. Rematch. Hey, so yeah, so uh, I have a lot of respect for for Valentin. He sh shows up to uh, the gym every single morning. It's uh, kind of our network, if you will. I think a lot of us know each other from the gym. It's one of those things that if you're up at four o'clock, I'm I show up at five. He's already finishing up his workout, so I'll give it to him. He's there. Oh, I beat you once or once in a while. But uh, anyways, I appreciate you coming on uh, today and, and talking to the viewers, listeners, and uh, educating them a little bit about it's it's an interesting space you're in. And we don't we haven't talked to anybody else that's in your space, and I don't quite frankly I don't know anybody that does exactly what you do. So I think it's great. And uh, hey, he's a wrestler too, so I got to give him. Give him that. I mean, it's something else he'd lose in if we were wrestling, but I, I do outweigh him. I'm just saying it's like not fair. It's Anyways. all that dough when you got it here in the midsection. It's all good. <laughs> this is okay. This this is over. Um, <laughs> that's I'm working on that. Why do you have to bring that up? I I'm do super abs. I don't see you do abs. I'm super sensitive. That's because you're it's because you're at the donut shop after that. All right. Hey. Listeners, thank you. This is another segment of Truth or Comfort. Uh, plug in next time. We have a great, uh, a, a great person on the next show next week. I, you got to plug in to, to uh... man. Why, why do you make fun of me like that? Now I'm super like sad. That's like, your rattle. I've never seen you rattle like that. We're, we're done.